Weekend Breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane on 702. And we carry on the conversation about children and their potential with our human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush. And uh, today we're taking a look at um, today we're taking a look at uh, how the essential foundations for literacy are laid in those preschool years. And uh, and I guess a nice uh, carry on of this conversation or of this thread after our chat with Ken. Hello, Nikki. Hi. Good morning, Rafiwe. So, tell uh, talk to us about uh, the essential foundations for literacy and how they're laid uh, laid down in primary school, in preschool, rather. Yes, I thought I would pick up from our conversation last week because we were talking more about primary school children sure. with literacy, mm-hmm. and you you were asking about preschool. So, um, one of the things that I said was that uh, the majority of children in South Africa don't have the luxury of going to an organised preschool mm-hmm. uh, where they are taken through obviously a curriculum, uh, but there is a lot that parents can do at home as well and um, that would be whether your child goes to preschool or not because even if your child does go to preschool they need to reinforce what they're learning in a preschool program and interestingly what most parents don't know is that the foundations of literacy are literally laid in real interaction with the world Mm -hmm. so children are born multi-sensory learners I think the misnomer in our country is that parents on the whole believe that reading learning literacy skills takes place in the covers in between the covers of books Mm-hmm. And actually, it starts long before that, and it starts with helping children to map the world with all of their senses. In fact, the body is the architect of the brain. So learning literacy skills even starts with movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, a child's ability to actually write uh, letters on lines, to balance them on a line, yeah. is actually very much determined by how well balanced their body is in space. Mm-hmm. So that means climbing jungle gyms and trees and running and jumping and chasing balls and hitting balls and getting your whole vestibular system balanced, um, you know, walking on little, little walls and you know, two brick walls and jumping from rock to rock. Things like mm-hmm. that are all actually part of a child's ability to coordinate their body yeah. in a gross motor way so that ultimately they can hold a pen or a pencil, etc. And then anything to do with shape, color, and quantity is important. So if you go into a good preschool classroom, you will see a wide selection of games and toys that focus on shape, color, and quantity. And children have to learn to discern the difference between shapes and colors because ultimately when they are reading letters, some letters look quite similar, like a P and a B and a D yeah. and an E and an and a C. You know, the difference between an E and a C and what is one line, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. horizontal line. Um, and the foundation of shape and identifying shape is all about how they actually see line. Um, you know, the, the, the lines, letters are made of lines. Mm-hmm. Think of a K. A K has got a long horizontal line and it's got two um, diagonal lines. Now, where does a child first pick that up? Well, they pick them up from playing with rectangular shapes. That's where that long line comes from, that vertical line. And those diagonal lines come from a triangle. Mm -hmm. And a curve in an A or a C or a B comes from playing with circles. 
So if we give our children the physical experience of playing with real shapes, plastic shapes, wooden shapes, um, you know, uh, pieces of construction toys, uh, etc., they actually internalize those shapes because they've not just seen them, they felt them. Absolutely. Because you can feel, if you give your child a nice chunky plastic um, triangle, there are three points on a triangle, there are three flat sides, and a circle has no points. So, Nikki, um, what I'm curious, I mean, you've, you've, you've outlined just the very importance of uh, play and adventure, uh, you know, in, in the home environment, but also at school. And you've told us what we'd find in a good um, uh, early childhood development uh, environment or a classroom. What else is happening in that preschool environment which adds to, which, add, which lays the foundations for literacy? Well, of course, we've got um, all the different um, activity rings that they do. Or, you know, in, in a good classroom, there'll be a fantasy play corner where there's dress up going on, which stimulates the imagination. So that one day when a child actually has to write a creative writing story, they've got some experiences to, to, to work with. Yes. There's the construction toys where we're putting things together. Remember last week I mentioned that you can have building blocks and they're random, but if you build an aeroplane, it, it creates something, a whole, part sure. and whole. Mm-hmm. And letters like C-A-T all muddled up mean nothing but put in the right order, create the word cat. Mm-hmm. So we create order out of chaos. We create meaning. Um, things like Play-Doh, uh, where a child is pushing and pulling and strengthening the hands for the holding of a pen or a pencil. Um, and then any threading game where you hold a threader, you hold the threader yeah. in the same way as you will hold a pen using the same three fingers, which is called the tripod grip. So that's going to help a child with writing. And then, um, and, I, and maybe what I should do is introduce today's game because this will also give us some idea as to, as to why a game would be important okay. for counting yeah. because we've got mathematical literacy mm-hmm. as well as for for visual literacy for reading. So I wanted to talk today about a game um, that is called Smart Shapes. And it it is a smart play product from the RGS group. Mm -hmm. Very, very inexpensive, 120 Rand. And this game um, is a shape game. So it comes with 16 graded designs. So there's a picture of an apple orchard, trees with apples, etc. And then there are shapes spaces for you to put your shapes and match the colors of the shapes to complete the background of the green grass Mm. or the sun is yellow, etc. So children are having to look at a whole bunch of different shapes and select the matching shapes. So any matching game is a pre-literacy game. You could take the 32 shapes in this game and you could say to a child, can you find me all the yellow shapes? Mm-hmm. Can you find me all the red shapes? So mm-hmm. knowing the difference between colors is a precursor for reading. So to get your child to make groups of blue and green and yellow and red, that already shows visual discrimination skills. Then you'd say to them, find me all the triangles. So you, they, they would divide all the shapes into triangle shapes, diamond shapes, circles, squares, rectangles. That is a massive visual discrimination activity of sorting 
matching and classifying things that are the same into groups. Now, we can take that into the home. Sure. And we could say, okay, let's find, um, let's, we've done the washing up. Give your three or four-year-old all the knives, forks, and spoons from the washing up container or the dishwasher and get them to group them. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, you, you just carry that through that, that skill, as you said, to discern, to discriminate, is so key to everything <laughs> that you'll there do. There are about 18 in, in different, oh, more than 18 different perceptual skills. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is life. And then it goes to sound. How do we discriminate between sounds? Um, and ultimately, you know, so you start off with games which have got sounds like what sound does a pig make? What mm. sound does a cow make? Um, and so they start listening for sounds, even just sitting, um, say, on, you know, on, on, on the patio and let's be quiet. Let's listen to what sounds we can hear. Oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's a, there's a truck driving by. No, no, that wasn't a truck. That's a car. So learning to discriminate but with your ears, with your eyes, and also using your fine motor coordination to actually use pegs and threading. These are all part of foundation skills for reading and writing. Um, and smell is another one. Sure. And then you start with letters. Yeah. Um, you know, can children hear the, 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 you know, the different sounds of letters? And then you start playing games. So there's m for mummy, d for daddy. What other words start with a m? What other words start with a d? Yeah. So you're starting to build that vocabulary. And, and then remembering what, what they've seen. So visual memory. So we could put out with this particular game of smart shapes, we could put out for a five-year-old a sequence of shapes. So you might go um, triangle, circle, triangle, circle, mm -hmm. and then get them to continue with that sequence. Mm -hmm. So they have mm -hmm. to keep building on that sequence. Or you might put out, say, um, three different shapes. A circle, a triangle, and a rectangle. You get your child to look at that sequence. Then you cover it up and you remove one shape. And then you open up the sequence again and you say, which shape is missing? I love it. I love it. Nikki, for those parents who undoubtedly were um, and still are being impacted by COVID, I think um, um, you, you've probably had quite a few conversations throughout the year of parents or bemoaning the fact that actually my child was supposed to start nursery school this year and because of COVID-19 has yet to do so um, and we're not sure what conditions will look like going forward next year I think we're all learning to live with the virus um, but some people still choosing to keep their children at home you've listed for us you know some some key things that we can or that parents can do uh, to stay at top on top of you know um, that ch their children's learning what other tools should parents keep in mind well children need variety and they need a change of scenery. Now, because it can't get out too much, we definitely need variety. So make sure you have um, some, you know, stock of games and toys and puzzles. Puzzles are very important as, as a pre-literacy, um, uh, you know, game um, because there's so many skills that, that your children can learn. And what I do recommend for parents is that you put games away from time to time. Don't leave all the games out. 
they need to be games that your children can play with without you because obviously we're talking the preschool years here. So that would be things like construction toys and, you know, things that, you you know, they're not going to break the boxes, they're not going to break the toys, things almost that they've mastered. Um, Don't forget things like scooters and bicycles and sand pits and Mm. water. These are essential for the preschool years and keep your messy play stuff in your kitchen. So things like finger paints, pastels, um, paints, Play-Doh, those are the things I would keep in a cupboard in the kitchen. And when you're cooking, put your child, you know, sit them in front of the kitchen counter and give them the messy play stuff to play with on the kitchen counter while you're cooking. And don't forget that incorporating your child into cooking activities is hugely beneficial from an educational point of view. Mm, That fine motor coordination when they're cutting soft vegetables with a blunt knife or sorting the shopping with you and counting how many bananas are in a hand of bananas, how many lemons come out of a packet, doing a sequence with your lemons and your apples and your bananas, just like I've explained, that you would do with the shapes in the Smart Shapes game. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing what they're learning in a boxed game into the real world. Yeah. into the real world of the kitchen counter. And, you know, maybe you want to speak a little bit before we go on just the importance of that sense of responsibility, right? Where you are entrusting them. You you take care of that carrot. You chop that carrot. It's up to you. It's in, all in your hands. Well, I think what I'd like to add to that is that tidying up is part of the, the game. Mm-hmm. So whether it's being in the kitchen and helping to, to cook a meal there's always the tidying up that comes after cooking. There's the washing up, the tidying up, the wiping of the kitchen counter. And then when you play a game, like for example, we're talking about a boxed game this morning, Smart Shapes. Um, Once we've finished a game, we pack it up too. If there's supposed to be 32 shapes, we count them all Mm -hmm. and we put them in the box. If they're supposed to be 16 cards, we count the match, matching cards and put them back in the box, close the box and put it away. And it's amazing how many preschool teachers will tell me that they know what kind of home a child comes from and whether a child has been trained to tidy up mm-hmm. by the way a child treats a game in the classroom. Sure. <laughs> that must have sent, spent, uh, sent a, a shiver down uh, a few spines on some. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they can yeah, tell. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, it's how children behave in the real world is a is an interesting reflection. Yeah. Anyway, this game we didn't tell people is available at Westpac Lifestyle, or at Macro or CNA stores, mm-hmm. or you can visit the RGS Group website where you'll find a lot of resources for parents whose children are in the preschool years. Fantastic. And that's 120 rand, as Nikki said earlier on. Thanks so much, Nikki. You and I will touch base next week, Saturday. Keep well until then. Thanks very much. All right. It is 8.31.